And anyway, that's why they call me Ong Back Thigh Warrior. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Podquisition. I'm your host, Jim Sterling. I'm joined, as ever, by Laura Dale. Hello. I get knocked down, and, and then I get back up again. That That's the thing I do. You're never going to keep me down. That That's verbatim the lyrics, I think. Yeah, yeah, by uh, famous group The Pogues. Is it the Pogues? I don't it know why. In in my head, there was a bit of me that kept being like, say that it's Backstreet Boys. And I'm like, brain, it's I not would, Backstreet Boys. I would love to hear Shane McGowan and the Pogues cover that song. <laughs> I yeah. get I knocked point- down. <laughs> I get back up again. In Dublin town. You can't keep me down. Did, did you guys see the weird <laughs> moment this week where Foo Fighters and uh, What's-His-Face did uh, Never Gonna Give You Up? I did. No, I haven't watched that yet. Yeah, I no, did. Foo Fighters. It, that was funny. I, yeah. I don't I don't think it was as funny as, as Gav doing, A, doing a spot-on fucking Pogues. <laughs> um, which, by the way, because some people are going to comment, I knew it wasn't the fucking Pogues that did. It, everyone knows it was Busted that did I get knocked down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> busted. You know That's an old... Today's and of course, we all know day. that Shane McGowan wasn't really the singer in the Pogues. He was a singer in McFly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, McFly, that's one I haven't heard in forever. Uh, you, you know what oh. I haven't thought of in a while? Did you, Maroon 5. Did you guys know that Busted and McFly are now one band? Yeah, McBusted. Yeah. No, no hang on. Yeah. Double you, the horror. Are, no, we're not. Are you just like making fun of the <laughs> no, guy no, who I'm doesn't live there anymore? I'm this deadly fucking thing, serious. Jim. This is a thing that exists now. Because because when you said it, I was expecting you to say McBusted. Yeah, yeah no, and no, for Mc... that to just be a funny so thing. Th- that's the, what here's... they're called. <laughs> Here's the deal with McBusted. If you go see them in concert, they'll play like one third McFly songs, one third Busted songs, and one third songs that they wrote together. And like, this is the thing. Like they, they wrote, wrote them together. together. I, I thought you were gonna say like one third Busted, one third McFly, one third covers. Like there was, they got original they McBusted. Have, they have original McBusted songs, and you can go oh see them God. on like they toured the UK not that long ago. Slap me upside the head with a McBusted original. That is, oh wow, I've got things to research. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling up the Wikipedia page for McBusted right now to tell you about some of their, uh, <laughs> some of their songs. They did a studio album called McBusted that had two singles. Their singles. Well, I went Egg. through the year three thousand. The Backstreet uh, Boys were no powder of our band. Uh Apparently their singles they had two that. they only ever had two singles called Air Guitar and Get Over It. Their peak in the ch- in the UK charts uh, with a single that, was at sound, number they, twelve. That sounds like an Ali G single, Get Over It. It does, Hell, doesn't it? Which one got to number twelve? Uh, Air Guitar. Air uh, guitar. They also had one song that wasn't a uh, wasn't a single that charted. The 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 one of only three songs they had that got into the charts was their 2014 song, "What Happened to Your Band," <laughs> which which entered at 132 on the charts. Are you jo- again like? Is that real? This is real. The third is that is, like, real? They they it's had real. air guitar re- peaked at number 12. Get yeah. over it peaked to 82. And the Proving that we'd gotten the, over it. Yeah, and their final song in the charts was What Happened to Your Band at number 132. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <sighs> like, like, like my memory of Busted, like, I, I, I don't know if they were still a thing when I'd left, but, but you could still reference them and they'd be, you know, they go, oh, I know what Busted is. Like, but we're at the point where I, that's what happened to your band, McBusted. So, so here's here's the details. I'm I'm reading up the Wikipedia page now. Um, after 2015, uh, they the two bands went their separate ways again, mainly so because recent. McFly wanted to go back and do solo stuff, not tied down by Busted. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Uh, after which, apparently, uh. <laughs> Charlie Simpson, the the original frontman of Busted, came back and Busted oh, yeah, the might old King make some Busted. music again. Yeah, so like both those bands temporarily became one and then split back apart. There's just this this little time in the middle where they were one band. 
So like Ornstein wow. and Smo, they, they came along. They were okay for a while. They got defeated. They merged into one and just <laughs> got defeated again. Yeah, and once you've defeated the combination, like the, the single entities will never stand a chance once the combination's been defeated. Yeah. The Ballad of McBusted. Yeah, so what how, how now, do you feel now, now you know now, about McBusted? McBusted are like just the Dragon Slayer armor, lonely on the bridge, waiting for someone to come and put them out of their misery. <laughs> oh, um, what the hell happened with video games this week? <laughs> uh, we had a few things with video games. Do we want to do the news or the what we've been playing first? Uh, let's do the news. Let's do the news. I want to learn what happened today. My, my favorite bit of news from this week: Pokemon Gold and Silver are getting ported to the 3DS. We've known this for a while. It's them 2000s-ish Game Boy games uh, coming to the yeah. eShop. And we got the news the other day that they're getting a retail release. Oh, this is so exciting. These oh, Pokemon God. games are coming to retail. Except that what's coming to retail is actually an empty cardboard box. Oh, for fuck's sake. They're Video re- games. They're remaking the Pokemon Gold and Silver like Game Boy boxes. Not accurately. They have this big like 3DS <laughs> sticker down the side of them. But inside the box is just an eShop download code. Not even a manual? As far as I'm aware, not even a manual. Just, here is an empty cardboard box with an (laughs) eShop code that you still need access to the internet to redeem. Fuck video games. I mean, is that just just so so people can display the box in their collection? I I assume so, but it's not an accurate box because, like, it's you're not going to fool someone into thinking you have an original Game Boy box on your shelf because... It's got a big, like, this is the 3DS fake box that had an eShop code in it banner across it's something, it. It's something you buy in the hopes of it becoming collectible, which is difficult because a lot of Nintendo shit just ends up not being collectible because yeah. it was designed to be collectible. So, so I, I did some it, re- it's an odd situation yeah. and Nintendo keeps exploiting it. I did some research when this news post went up. Um, You can buy original Game Boy cardboard boxes for this game like not not even just like buying the game boxed and whatever on ebay you can pretty cheaply buy the original game boy cardboard box like if you want a cardboard box for pokemon gold and silver you could have gone on ebay and got them yeah well that's the thing that's that's the the idea of this is oh this will be a a collectible thing this boxed new 3ds version of it but because of the cynical motivation behind that a lot of times, no, that's not something that's going to appreciate in why, value. It's why probably is this a, a necessary thing that exists in the world? Why did Nintendo waste time putting this into the world? Because people will buy it. I mean, that that's what it always comes down to, isn't it? It's it's people. We we had this conversation um, with what was it? Was it the Splatoon Switch or something where they were selling boxes separately? Um, we 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 talked about this before, and people had arguments in in favour of it, or at least in justification of it. But ultimately, it just comes down to that simple fact: is people will buy it. I, that reminds me, I need to check up on eBay. I was curious because me and Justin were having a conversation about it once. Like, do you think people collect cereal? Like, they they must do. They uh, must people collect do. cereal yeah. boxes. And there must be really, really expensive ones. Not, not only Jim. Not only do people collect cereal boxes, they can they collect cereal boxes with the cereal still inside them. The cereal that has long since stopped being edible, uh, still yeah, inside. That, w- that was my mint, other question. The mint is, condition. Yeah, yeah. you can. You can it clearly must buy, be more like, valuable the more can, dangerous it is. You can the more of a health hazard it is. Unopened boxes of like the Nintendo cereal. Nice. Yeah, like I wonder what that tastes I, like. Now. I will say I've only ever once been tempted to buy an expensive box of cereal that was like a a collectible thing of cereal, just because it would have been very on brand for me. Which was the uh, the wrestling group in the WWE that released Booty O's. <laughs> I was I was gonna jokingly suggest Booty O's, but, uh, but there we if there it we didn't go. Cost like fifty quid for a box. I would totally Oof. own some Booty O's. Yeah, they're expensive to get a That's hold of. That's some expensive cereal. Um, I I would, however, just it would be worth it alone for the image of me pouring bootios in my face. I think that yeah yeah like, that's that a good, would be like that's a tax write off at that image. point. Actually, that's a very good point. I might have to see like, can I get this done as a work write off? There you go. It's a prop. 
Props. <laughs> so so that's that's your bootios sorted out. I'm glad we've sorted your bootios today. Um, uh, what was I going to say about cereal? Probably nothing interesting. Just that you and Justin were looking if it was a collectible yeah. thing. Yeah, that's that's more or less it. It was, and and yeah, obviously it is because everything's um, and everything quote is. unquote collectible. For a box of cereal to be worth fifty bucks to me, it's got to have Bradley Cooper's spunk in it. For all you know, it does. Maybe that's the special <laughs> prize in the bottom of your box of bootios. <laughs> it's the secret ingredient to bootios is Bradley Cooper's. <laughs> that's what the K is in Special K. I, I um, would I would still eat either of those cereals. It's it, Bradley Cooper cum. <laughs> Special cum from uh, Bradley Cooper. So, do you want some more bullshit news that's tied to Nintendo? Because they did more bullshit this week. Oh, there's no shortage of it. Um, there is no well, bu- uh, no shortage. There's no say, shortage there's no of bullshit news, but there are some other things that Nintendo are all about shortages. Yeah. With. Uh, so Nintendo put up some more stock for the Super NES Classic. <laughs> Hooray! You can get one. They're they're putting them up for sale. Everyone can have another chance to try and order them before they come out. Except they put pre-orders up at two a.m., ensuring that they sold out before most people were even awake. Annoying it's everyone. It's, it's it didn't annoy me. If just I said this this morning, the only reason I'm not annoyed is I made peace. Like, day of announcement, I made peace with the fact I'm never going to see one of these things in real life. It's already a unicorn to me. So all I've heard is that, oh, unicorns were on sale at 2am this morning. It's like, well, I never expected I'd ever see a unicorn, so I'm not that upset that I can't buy one. Pretty similar about it. Um, It's one of those things. The only reason I will touch one of these is that uh, we we got one in the office at work this week, so... I will have a chance to like look at one and hold it long enough to like look at hey this is Star Fox 2 that game that never came out I will probably play that and then give the the thing back to the people in the office I have resigned myself to the fact I will never own one and it is not worth the effort I would have to go to to own one it's just not worth it yeah yeah so yeah I'm just I'm fine with it you know it's one of those things where if I see it, if I were to see it on a store shelf, as if that's ever possible, uh, and at its MSRP, I'd be like, "Yeah, absolutely," but I'm not. I'm not making any step beyond the most readily sensible consumer option, like the one that's worked for thousands of years, where MSRP. I give you money, you give me a thing. At MSRP, I would buy one only on the assumption that, like, I knew that I could mod extra games into it and that, like, I could mod it in such a way that, like, I can reset it using just the controller and all that stuff that people did to it's the NES It's a Nintendo Classic. system. It, yeah. You you will. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. So, like, if I can do that and I can see one at MSRP, I'll pick one up, but there's no way that I'm waiting up till 2am in the hopes that they put more of them up. They didn't even announce this 2am additional shipment. It just kind of... No. Happened. No. Like, you could just have... Just dead of night. If you're put them up in the dead of night, at least warn people, 2am, there's going to be more stock. Try and, try and grab them. It's a mess. They, at this point, it's got to be done on purpose. For, for I don't know why. I think maybe Reggie fils me is just a very malicious human being. Maybe he just delights in this. He might be a supervillain. He might... This might be like... Like, someone like the Joker is too outlandish for real life. But this might be as close as real life gets to the Joker is like, I'm gonna head up a major corporation selling video games to children and then I'm going to fuck them about. I'm going to fuck them about so much, Harley. Uh, Nintendo. Nintendo, Nintendo, Nintendo. Uh, there, there was one bit of, like, not shit news about the Super NES Classic, and, like, this is pretty much the only thing of interest I heard, and even then it's, like, not particularly exciting, is that apparently mm-hmm. it has a rewind function, so, like, at any point you can... Oh, yeah. You can press a button and go back, like, 15 seconds. So if you, like, fuck up a tough jump, you can be like, oh, just go back and retry it and everything yeah, will be it's, fine. it's fairly standard in, you know, most of these retro compilation games yeah. that come out. 
uh, it's interesting that Nintendo's doing it just because they're so against doing things that are convenient it's, it's an, and it's updated. An, it's an interesting <laughs> counterpart to things like save states because save states are usually like they do this same function essentially, except you have to actively think about like, ooh, this is going to be tough. I'll make a save state here in case I fuck up. Whereas this seems to be automatically doing it the whole time you're playing, much like the sort of um, what is it that the PS4 does with uh, with recording, where like you can record it, it's sort of automatically let, recording the last you, X uh, number of minutes. Yeah, like the last fifteen minutes, whenever mm. you save a video, it'll it'll record. Exactly. It seems like it's that kind of thing where it's if something happens that you weren't expecting, you can react to it, which is like does, it's does a it, nice convenient I've, feature. I've does played it just that like, in a couple of games. Does it just like click back, or does it like actually rewind sounds uh, of time style? As I've been told, it rewinds sounds of time style, so you can pick how far back to go in that time. Before I'm trying like, to remember. I'm trying to remember if the if it was the dis like the recent Disney collection that had it as well or the retro um, not retro they're all retro the uh, the rare the, the, I think it collection. was the, the Disney Afternoon collection I think had this yeah and and they you know they had a little reversal effect and everything uh, and you can backtrack a little bit um, you know out of the two I'd prefer st- like save states just because you know I'm an adult now and I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time to do it over and over again. Let me just save it and move yeah. on with my life I and come think, back to it later. I think it has both. Um, and the other thing that it does is apparently it uses these like rewound bits of footage as a screensaver, which is kind of nice. Like if you just leave the screen on not doing anything for a while, it will replay some of the footage that you... Uh, Let's like, remind you of your failures game. that you've tried to forget and undo. Possibly, but it's like, it's it's... It's a thing that was more effort than they had to put in. It's still no, not no, yeah, great, yeah. but yeah. Like it's just sad that for all the effort they've put into it and for releasing a brand new game, they've well, not releasing a brand new game, but you know what I mean, like an unseen game. They they've gone to all this effort for something that comparatively few people are ever gonna get to fucking experience. Yeah, it is it's it's an odd one. It's it's a continuation of Nintendo doing things that are just like it, it's odd that that's where you decided to put your focus. Um, there was not very much in the way of news stuff. Like the only other thing I put down on news this week was like uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen is getting a mobile port where it's basically yes. the full the full story, but in like ten episodes on your phone with touchscreen. And like chibi character art, which is like it's. I refuse to call that chibi character art. I I actually just before we started recording, I recorded a, a trailer reaction video to it, <laughs> and I I'd skimmed over it before I started the uh, doing the recording just to give it a little check out, but I didn't until I started watching it in full appreciate how hauntingly horrible those character models are. Um, I describe it in the video as like the missing link between chibi art. And your sort of Final Fantasy traditional art. There's this horrible link in between where they've got weird elongated skeletons and dead faced eyes, and Gladiolus has a tiny little ass <laughs> and little tiny legs and a giant upper body. To, to me, they kind of reminded me of uh, the Nendroid figures you can get, where they're sort of like top heavy mm. little body things. Things like that, but with slightly less expressive faces. Less expressive faces and st- like still just stretched like Sid. Like that was the <laughs> one that got me. Um, not Sid, sorry, Cindy. Uh, that was the one that got me. Was like it's just she looks like a grey from I, the X Files or something. I wouldn't want this to be anyone's first experience. How, how do you I wouldn't want to wake up in the middle of the I night and to... have one of those dead-eyed freaks looking down at me. I want to Google this. How do you spell it? Uh, it's Final Fantasy XV Mobile Edition, I think it's called. Oh, yeah, man. no, Pocket Edition. Pocket Edition, that's the one. <laughs> okay. Like, I don't think it looks that bad. I think they look like they they like they look like they have retractable claws, <laughs> and they're gonna flay me in my His... sleep and use my skin as a bed cover. And because it'll be my skin, all of them can share it. Uh, and you'd think that would leave them free to sleep and not fly other people but they do it because they like it so, they say it's they say it's because they need the the hide for their leather work 
But it's not. They just so, they do it because they enjoy it. They're fucking they're dark Eldar in disguise. Here's the reason that I'm kind of into this is I've been thinking since I played that game I kinda of wanna go back to Final Fantasy fifteen and this seems like it would be a nice quick way to just go through that story again. And I have a lot I of think, the, the a lot of the stuff cut out, which I think maybe you're that'd be a nice way to do it. Of the saccharin vampires. That's what they are. And I'm not yeah. standing for it. <laughs> I it's, can't. It's haunting. I can't say these character models um, are to my taste either. They look pretty horrific to me. <laughs> I will say though, Laura, I do agree with your um, at least like, like the interest in the concept and everything. Yeah. Um, I may not be a fan of the art style, but uh, the idea of putting that whole game on a phone in installments—it's it, an interesting concept, uh, and it does open up the possibility of. You know, a potential 3DS or even a Switch release well, in the future. There so. was some news on that. So, the bit of oh. news we got on that is during a live stream, the producer of Final Fantasy XV uh, heavily implied that Final Fantasy XV is coming to Switch in some form. Uh, he kept talking about, like, oh, there's a console that rhymes with Twitch that people are interested in that we've got things in the work. It's like, okay, you're working on a Switch. Why did token. he even bother what when a he very did the rhyme? Hint. Exactly. but what, Why even bother like, doing a hint at that point? Oh, look, something's coming yeah. out on the... Well, I won't say its full name, yeah. but uh, it's, it rhymes with Blayblation. It's coming out on the Microsoft ditch. It, it would have been exciting had it not been for the fact that, like, hours earlier this mobile version had been released, because now a lot of people are assuming, okay, <laughs> this episodic mobile phone version is what the Switch is getting, which I think is what? probably a fair assessment to make. Wasn't a PC version mentioned about yeah, this week? It's it's coming well. to PC. It's coming to PC in early early 2018, and apparently it's 170 gig on PC. Fuck me. Yep. Uh, that that's because it has like up to 8K textures apparently, which is, ooh, who has an 8K monitor? Nobody. That's who. <laughs> uh, yeah, not really. Yeah. What else did we have? We had a couple of oh, other no. quick bits this week. Um. This kind of got leaked earlier in the week, and then there was a trailer for it today. Have either of you seen the trailer for Biomutant? Um, I haven't properly looked at the trailer yet, but I did see your story on it, and I, I took a little bit, uh, took a little look at the footage, and was like, "Oh, that's a a cyber kung fu cat." Yeah, it basically looks like a raccoon with an eye patch given a sword. Fighting a bunch of really cool looking like here's a giant like bear monster with armor on it. It looks pretty cool. It's uh it's um, from yeah it's it's apparently from THQ Nordic and the big thing is that you can supposedly change your appearance and abilities on the fly like growing wings, replacing limbs with metal, and like the whole thing is just take a cute cuddly animal, kit it up with a bunch of like robot limbs, and make it fight stuff. And that sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah, the art style. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the game. Um, it was like funded on Indiegogo, and it was like about mice and rats, um, and and had this sort of high fantasy thing, very uh, um, like those those children's books about the mice. Uh, I can't remember even that, so I'm useless with with any of this. But I'm just I liked the art style, is what I'm saying. Someone in the comments will know what game I'm talking about. I can't believe I was a big follower of the game and I've completely forgotten its name right now. I'm effing useless. I don't know how I'm still doing podcasts after 10 years. Uh, it's remembering things is tough. I It's okay. Um, the other thing we got a trailer for that looked kind of interesting this week was, uh, did you see the trailer for Jurassic World Evolution? No. Okay. So I'm going to pitch this to you in like one sentence. Okay. Roller coaster tycoon. But with dinosaurs. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, um, it's it's top down designer theme park thing. Yeah, they've done are, those before. With yeah, Jurassic but there park. are dinosaurs in your theme park, and you have to like stop the dinosaurs from getting to the rest of the theme park you've designed. Is that going to be on Switch? Uh, I bel the only one I've seen it announced for is I know it's in an Xbox conference. I think it's PC, PS4, and Xbox One, not on Switch. It's the Switch. So I'm like, fairly certain they've done those games before, like the Jurassic uh, Park 
theme park style stuff. Yeah. Uh, I swear I've seen that a couple of times. And, and like they've had some ones where they've tried. And then like I think there might be a mobile one as well where they clearly didn't give a fuck. Um, it's interesting that they're going for it now after Jurassic World was out what feels like well, ages ago it- now. My suspicion is the reason that they, they've timed it. Uh, it. It's apparently coming out in summer 2018, which lines up with the release date for the Jurassic World sequel. Oh, so that's, that's probably okay, what it's lined up for. But I, I agree. Like, Ga- one. Everything's yeah. a franchise now. But Gavin, Gavin asking about like if it was coming to Switch, it seems odd to me it's not, because it doesn't look so technically challenging that it couldn't come to Switch, and it yeah, seems like a game that would be a... maybe it was. Yeah, it seems like a really natural fit for a touchscreen, the ability to like draw lines, to draw things on your, your, your map of your theme park. It does seem weird that we're not getting a Switch version. Give me there's every not, game there's on not Switch. Switch versions ah. of a lot of things, and this is what makes me wonder about the future of the console because I've told like I'm going on a little trip soon, and I was talking to the girlfriend and saying, "Oh, she was like, oh, you should bring up the Switch, and we should like bring some games." And I was like, "There's only one game on it. There's Zelda, and there's not really anything else I want to well, play no, on it right now, except I- Sonic." Well, yeah, no. it's Sonic, Sonic's on it. Like, I've been using it for playing. Uh, the Jackbox games all came to it, which is really nice for uh, the last couple of times I've been in hotels for trips. I've been able to, like, play the Jackbox games with friends in a hotel room, which is nice. Uh, Splatoon's been really fun on it. But, yeah, we need to hit the point where there's more single-player stuff to play on it. Like, mm-hmm. I think this time next week, the Mario and Rabbids or, uh, Kingdom or Battle will be co-op. out. More stuff you can play just with someone in the room with you. Yeah, definitely. I saw, when they were advertising that thing, they had all these videos of all these happy people sitting around the Switch together. But well, like, like, what what games can you do that with? Mario Kart and One uh, Two Switch, which is a load of absolute well. There's this uh, Snipper Clips. Uh, you can do. Uh, I'm trying to think what good ones there are. Uh, what Snipper Clips? Uh, it's a two-player co-op game where you play two little adorable shapes that can rotate, or if you're overlapping with each other, you can cut a shape out of the other one. Yeah. And you have to try and cut each other into fitting into outlines of these shapes the game will give you. And wow. it's all about like trying to juggle yourselves into like twister style into the right positions to fill in these shapes. Okay, so it's a metaphor for being in a relationship. Uh, a little bit. It's it's adorable though. Like it's it's one of my favorite things that came out at the launch of the Switch. Um, yeah. Mario and Rabbids has co-op in it, and that comes out next week. So like, there's stuff coming. My fucking Switch still won't remember my card details when I tried to pay for things. It, it does, but then it tells me that it can't use the card, and then I have to put all of the details again in. And then it works. Yeah. And that's my life with the Switch it, now. It now, has so PayPal, thanks, Nintendo. it now has PayPal support if that's fast for you. Really? My PayPal, one doesn't. My... Yeah. They, they added it today. Like, oh. Literally today they added PayPal support. That's handy. I mean, maybe I'll, I'll give it a go, but whether or not I'll get the same fucking issue is another matter entirely. Just, oh, this PayPal account doesn't exist. And then I put it in again and suddenly it remembers. What kind of problem? Nintendo. Oh, Nintendo. 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 Uh, so on, on the, while we're here, is now a good time for us to move on to games we've played this week? Cause I feel like we've, yeah. we've got some stuff to talk about. Um, yeah. I know me and Gav have played a game. I don't know if you've had a chance to have a look at it yet, Jim. Have you looked at Subsurface Circular yet? No, I haven't. Ooh. And I knew it was coming as well. Um, I'm, uh, yeah, Mike, Mike Biffle, um, like, like, let me know. And, yeah, sorry, I, I, I forgot. That's all right. <laughs> it was coming. It's all right. Um, we do you wanna, we, do you we both colluded. It, it's fine. Yeah. Collusion, I, collusion, I slept on Mike Bithell's floor once. Yeah. Uh, Gav, do you want to kick us off on it? Disclaimer, I think everyone here is pretty friendly with Mike. So yeah, yeah, we... yeah. I, uh, well, I mean, I've worked with him, so I, you know, I, I, I always recuse myself from doing, like, review stuff when it comes to his, his work. Or yeah. well, certainly when it came to volume, that was the game I did voice acting in. Um, so... I always got to do some disc- disclosure stuff just so people know. Yeah. Just yeah. Dis- so they know dis- that opinions could be tainted yeah. My, by, my... by... <laughs> yeah. 
My, my disclosure with him is always, I slept on his floor once and I think he's a nice guy, but we don't really talk outside of events. Fair so like, dues. There you go, that, that's that. Gav, how, how are you colluding? Uh, I just know Mike through Twitter and stuff and think he's yeah. a, a really cool guy. Super and collusion we, we, right we there. We chat sometimes. As... Alright, well, well, this game that, that Mike worked very hard on and <laughs> wanted me to on. care about... And <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, but yeah, he he worked hard with it and wanted me to look at it, and I forgot because I was too busy playing games like All Evil Night and and other things that don't deserve to be it's played. Fine. Let's let's not talk to the person so who's not played it about. yet. Yeah, Gavin, you you talk a bit about the game because you've played it. Okay, so it's a kind. It's the kind of game I would never, ever usually play. Um, it's like a, mostly a text-based game. It's set on a train, and you play a, a tech. They're called. They're like robots. Like what? What are they like? Like AI AIs, robots. basically, AIs, in yeah. different bodies. And you're a detective, and you're trying to work out why some other techs have gone missing. And the whole game is basically just talking to other techs, other. AIs and they each have different personality types and you got to get to the bottom of the mystery. Usually I would never play a game like that but I said I'd give it a chance because Mike made it and it says a lot to me that I actually felt compelled to finish it mm. and enjoyed it. It's uh, it's pretty I, it's it's pretty short isn't it? It's what it couple is, of, it's, a couple of hours? It's a couple of hours but the writing quality was so good that it did compel yeah. me to keep going through. Like I wouldn't usually get through 30 minutes of a text-based game. <laughs> I, I think it helps a lot that while it is essentially a text-based game, they've done. He, it, Mike's Mike and the team have put a lot of effort into visual and sound design. Uh, it's not yeah. got voiceover, which is like most of Mike's games are known for their voice stuff. Um, but it does have like it's got three D models for all of the the robots you're interacting yeah. with. It's got a really good soundtrack to it, and yeah, it's it's got a cool it, visual style as well. The it. It is basically a text adventure with some nice 3D art over it, but it's a yeah. really compelling, very tightly paced one. Um, it deals a lot with, and I think it's I think it's fair to say this, and that this isn't too spoilery because this is very early on stuff. It deals with AIs who are basically automating jobs that used to be done by humans in the near future, and some of the hassles and issues that come alongside a society that is increasingly automated. Yeah. Um, With what the, I felt yeah. like some allusions to to uh, other current world events as well. Definitely. Maybe I was reading too much into no, that. But. No, I, I agree with you. There is, I think there are definite parallels drawn to things like people in America and England right now being angry at immigrants stealing all their jobs, for example, wouldn't necessarily be a bad parallel to draw from some of the stuff in this. Um, there's a lot of discussion of the fear of jobs being taken by the other. And yeah, it's it's pretty compellingly written. I, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I will say, I one thing that made me really smile is when you finish it, there is a... Uh, there is a director's commentary mode where there's basically a robot you can ask loads and loads and loads of questions about the game after you're done. It feels like it's trying to replace the job of games journalists doing <laughs> interviews about the game. And I found that quite yeah. amusing from the perspective of, oh, it's a game about job automation and you automated my job by answering all the questions for like, <laughs> that I might ask. Oh, Mike. That's yeah. clever. I like that. It's, it, it's, um, it's pretty I, short, but yeah, it's it's pretty. It's pretty. Mike, nice Mike, game. Mike's, Mike's, Mike's at home there going, "Yeah, I totally meant that." <laughs> it, it feels. Pretty I had a feeling it was a text oh. adventure because um, I, I did a little bit of reading on it, and and that's one of the issues I have with being able to cover it is is I don't really do videos of text adventures, uh, just because I don't I I don't think I can do them very well. Um, yeah. I think that takes a particular type of voice, and mine is not with, for reading things. With a this, lot. with this game as well, like anything, pretty much after the ten minute mark is going to be a spoiler, just plastered up there on the screen. That's always tough as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I always avoided doing things like uh, Telltale games for that reason. Yeah, I, I, I always think... felt like I was just going because they're so narrative. Yeah, it, it, it always felt a bit. 
different from it's, doing other uh, games. It's seven chapters, and Mike has a thing in the game about streaming and Let's Plays, and he's like, I'm not going to stop you Let's Playing the whole thing, but like, I would ask that you maybe don't go past chapter three of seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he puts that in there, but like, people are going to Let's Play the whole thing, because that's what people do. But it is very much like, it is a story and that's kind of its deal, but yeah, it feels it feels it really. It did have um, it had Sorry, some yeah. nice um, meta references to his older work, which is something I like to do in I, my songs, and I thought that was cool that he put those I, in. I had some issues with that. Um, one of them is totally fine. Uh, one of them is a reference to something from Volume, and it's a character name that. If you didn't play Volume, it still makes sense because you would associate it with the the relevant. Robin Hood character and still get something out of that that naming choice. Name? It's Gisborne. Gisborne. Ah, fuck that. Yeah. No, that it's, it's, it's not you. No, they reference Gisborne and like, okay, there's like, okay, you can link that to Robin Hood if you've not played volume. I thought the Thomas Was Alone reference they made was a little too dependent on you having played Thomas Was Alone and understanding what the architects were. Which Thomas of Alone character was it? Was it the one I voiced? Did you voice one? No. No. Well, then, no. It was not the one that you voiced that you didn't voice. Yes, it was. Was it? Who knows? Um, But yeah, no, it's it's a nice, very timely game that feels like it's going to be appropriate for a while in its discussion of an issue that's pretty relevant to the way that society's moving. So I think you did a good job with it. I think you've done a good job of selling me on the concept as well. Yeah, um, like even if you don't make a video out of it, just give it a look. It's, it's it's worth a couple of hours. It's worth mentioning the way they released it as well. They literally just put it on Steam and announced it. <laughs> there was no like pre-hype or anything like well, that. Yeah, there was no public pre-hype. I I knew about it for a little while before it came out. Um, I think we everyone knew he was working on something because he was tweeting about I, it. But I I had code for it early. <laughs> Before it was announced, but what one thing I think is really f- funny uh, about the whole surprise release thing: if anyone had known the name of the game, there was a Twitter account for it already public and set up before the game released, which in its header image had a Mike Bithell short written in its header image. So if anyone oh. had found it, they would have been like, "Oh, that's Mike Bithell's next game." He's like a reverse Kojima, like like he does everything understated, but it actually is. Clever and a bit of a revelation. <laughs> yeah. So like it, it was an interesting. It's like we don't see it coming. Yeah. Like, it's it's the Kojima but with subtlety. His his reasoning was apparently just he didn't want to overhype it because it's a couple of hours small text adventure. And I think that I can was believe that of him as I well. I think that actually. was ultimately to his benefit. Like I think Instead of words and D's, Mike 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 has phrases and actions. <laughs> yeah, no, he just put it out and it was, it was pretty good. Uh, other things we've played this week. Jim, what have you been playing? Um, I've been replaying The Witcher 3. Oh, I know nice. that's normally Gavin's job to, to play The Witcher 3 a lot and <laughs> talk about it. Um, but I never did play Blood and Wine, so I'm, I decided to just replay from the beginning and get to it naturally and all that stuff. Oh, you're in um, for a treat. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it because I remember you, you talking, like, bigging it up so much yeah. um, and I'm really enjoying getting back into that world again make sure uh, to do it, the it, other it DLC as well by the way game. oh yeah, yeah I've got I I, I um, have all of the decided to just, just get all the content Heart and stuff back on it, it. Uh, so yeah yeah I've been enjoying that and this time because last time I, I was playing it on the Xbox One and it wasn't set up for recording or anything um, but this time I made sure to have a nice clean recording of Geralt saying, Oh, where, bub? Because that is one of my favorite things of all oh, time. Oh, where, bub? Oh, where, bub? Oh, where, um, bub? It's also nice when he says botchling and lubberkin as well. <coughs> what a good. I tell you what, that game wasn't embarrassed to be fucking stupid sometimes. Mm. And I respect it for that. Because um, it was also, at times, just incredibly well written. Um, and, and really, really great characterization. Uh, and, and one of those games that did a massive open world, but actually filled it with stuff. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to 
do that's... do some more Jimquisition on that like kind of stuff because that open world is so well done that even the stuff that is a bit repetitive, like the the points of interest, mm. they're still recurring naturally enough in the in the environment, uh, and usually involve some different elements, so it still feels like yeah like it's a natural part of the world, so, like you're not playing oh look here is minigame number six you know god damn it you're making me want to go back and play it again <laughs> <laughs> uh that that though is why you like blood and uh blood and wine because it really embraces the silly side nice it's kind of nice. like do you remember when in the last bit of mass effect 3 they had the party and there was kind of all the little jokes and the silly they embraced yeah, all the, the, the wrong guy about mass effect stuff oh yeah forgot you, you hadn't played them well, yeah, it's similar. I can to that. say just, yes and nod along if you I've like. Seen, yeah. I've seen Witcher stuff be, uh, you know, be very silly before. Mm-hmm. So if if it's just like that, but more, I'm fine with it. Um, it I, it's one of those games that, and, and very few are good at it. But but or in fact, few few elements of media in general are good at it. But those things that can balance the very silly and and funny with the um, you know, more more deep and, and interesting and, and involved. You know, mm-hmm. uh, they they do serious and and comedy well in equal measure. Mm. Yup. Going now to think of any others that fit that mold. Um, I think drag the Dragon Age series always did did humor quite well, like especially in Inquisition. I I don't know, like. There's a lot of very dry parts. That, like, I agree there are times when Inquisition is funny, but I think a lot of it is very dry. I yeah. think for me, the the ultimate example is Yakuza. The Yakuza series are the ones that, that can have some really violent, dark, crime thriller storylines. Yeah. And then, you know, Michael Jackson parodies and... <sighs> All the other weird fucking shit that that game does. Naked men dancing around in <laughs> Y-fronts and all of that stuff. And, and again, just so good at both. That very eccentric uh, sense of humour and very dark, gritty stuff mm. uh, in I terms d- of actual Yakuza stuff. Fall, Fallout yeah. 2 and Fallout New Vegas are also very good, uh, funny, silly, silly mm. games. Yeah. Uh, so what else has been played this week? I've got to get the list back up. Uh, I've been playing a bunch of Splatoon 2 this weekend, and I only wanted to mention it because, A, it's still really fun to jump into, like, two-minute matches and just be like, I feel like I did a bunch of gaming, even though I only played for, like, an hour, which is nice. Uh, but also, this weekend, pretty much all of the, like, art posts in the lobby were pro-LGBT stuff, and I don't know what prompted it, but it was just really nice to go into an online competitive shooter and just see a bunch of nice pro lgbt stuff pop up so that's pleasant yeah mm-hmm. go that's splatoon. Quite, yeah, well done splatoon community yeah, yeah that's, that's that's well a done bang up job well done being good and whatnot uh anything else uh i played a little bit of agents of mayhem which i believe you've played some of this week did you talk about that last week jim i talked about it a little bit last week um my review's up now it's still it, 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 my opinion of it just did not change throughout. I fired it up, immediately started playing, was like, yeah, it's all right. And then when the final end credits were rolling, I'm like, yeah, that was all right. So like, that's, it, it's all right. My, my, it's all right. I've put maybe four or five hours into it so far, and my whole thought is, this feels like Saints Row without, like, with the things I found interesting about Saints Row stripped out. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's basically a, a, a Bargain Basement Crackdown, ultimately. Yeah. It was like they yeah. took all the Crackdown elements from Saints Row 4 that they'd borrowed from Crackdown and then forgot the rest of it. They it's, forgot the rest of the Saints I, Row stuff. I think they were just hoping, like, hey, it's not the... We, we can make this... The, the gameplay's good, right? We can do this without all that silly lewdness. I'm like, no. The silly lewdness is what got me to play <laughs> through this. Like the, the over-the-top silly lewdness is what I was here for. So it and, just and it just didn't gun. quite grab me. And the dubstep gun. The dubstep gun is amazing, as is the armchair with machine guns on it from the the one before, where you could just like drive around a machine gun armchair. <laughs> Their silly weapons every time are pretty fun. What makes the 
Agents of Mayhem so jarring with that is that it looks like it should be so much more wacky than it is. Like, it's not... It's got all of these different eclectic agents, and they do Mm. feel pretty different to play. But, you know, you unlock their mayhem ability, and it's normally just something so standard and video game. Like, like third-person shooter. The the introductory... You know, here's Daisy, big, muscular... Roller skating, chain gun wielding, beer drinking, like ass kicking oh woman. Can I just say, I love Daisy. Oh my god, great character! But then you, you know, you you fill up the gauge and you can unleash her mayhem ability, and it's oh, she can fire her chain gun, and it doesn't overheat, and it fires a bit faster. And I'm like, the, Some, something that standard, really, volition. The, the thing for me is they tried. I feel like they tried to introduce too many characters. And each character only really got their, like, here is our introductory cutscene. That's all the character you need. Bye. And didn't really give any of the characters anything beyond that, really. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, they each get their own uh, their own they, mission. They do, and but it's... It's like a little day in the limelight sub-story. But you're right. They're not they're not very detailed. Yeah. Uh, like, you get, you the, like, the bare here's, basics. here's your bare basics. Here's a little story for them. It's never... You can't pick your favourite one and have a like a full game's worth of story for them. And I think that's well, what it's, I, it's basically yeah. it's like buying collectible action figures so you get yeah. a little bio on the back. <laughs> that's that's what it's like. It it is a bit, isn't it? Uh did you play anything else this week, Gav? Uh no, I've just been given Horizon another go, shockingly to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite uh, game in years, so yeah. I'm, I'm oh, happy that, to that, spend more time there. There was a quick bit of news for that. Uh, if anyone wanted, to, oh like, yeah, like, it got yeah. Do you want to say it? Yeah, Horizon got a super super easy mode for yeah, people it, it, who just like want to do the story, and I think that's awesome I, because I'm, I've been I've been trying to get my girlfriend to play this game, but she she doesn't play games, so. Now there's a mode that she can play without having to worry about being killed. And I think that's I, awesome. I am all for more options for accessing games as a medium. Yeah. And I am totally up for a game like this that is a lot of, like, explore this really gorgeous aesthetic, like, finding out what the story is, with heavily reduced combat. That's like, okay, that makes more people able to play it. That's awesome. So, that's super My cool. My thoughts on... My thoughts on difficulty modes are well known by now and sometimes controversial, um, but it remains the same. It's the it's not a mode I'd be all that interested in, but doesn't hurt that it's there, and the more people playing it, the better. So yeah, fine, doesn't affect me. Good. Yeah. Uh, do we want to do some questions for a bit? Sure thing. Sure thing. Let's do a little questioning. Uh, we had a we had a couple of questions. So um, first question is from Epic. Rive, Epic Reeve. Uh, if you were all at Gamescom today, uh, the day we're recording this Gamescom is happening, and you had the chance to play any video game with Angela Merkel, what game would it be and why? <laughs> and this question's being asked because Angela Merkel was at Gamescom in Germany today. Uh, there are pictures of her playing like Farming Simulator Switch with a PS4 controller. Uh, she, there's a version of her in Minecraft that she stood next to for a bit. <laughs> She stood in the middle of a cosplay picture and everyone said she looked like she should be in Smash Brothers. What game do you want to play with Angela Merkel? Fucking hell. That's that's not a question I ever expected to be asked in the world ever. Do, do, you, um, do you have a game you would play with Angela Merkel? I mean, the same game I'd probably just, like, make anyone watch me play because she sure as shit wouldn't be picking up a controller. She was playing... Farming simulator on the Switch now, with the in, PS4 in, controller. In her defense, she doesn't she was, care. In her defense, she was probably paying the PS4 version, but it did have a sign next to it that said "Farming Simulator for Switch." <laughs> uh, that did make it. I, look I thought awful... it was just like a really obviously staged photograph no, or something. No, I, I think it's just like I think it's just a badly set up uh, booth for the game that like you can see people using PS4 controllers underneath a thing that says the Switch uh, version. Yeah. See, I was expecting just cynical politician shit. Like, yeah. you know, politician tries to look cool. Does like, she like video games? Uh, she's never been particularly pro on them before, but, like, here's the thing. Um, she doesn't poll well with young people, and there's an election next month, and she just turned up at a game convention. So yeah. it does seem like See, a pretty that's... cynical move to get, like, the youth to vote for her. Uh, she said that video games are important as a medium in her speech she gave at Gamescom. 
Um, she hasn't done any of the things that other countries do when they think that games are an important medium, like giving tax cuts for games developed within the country, for example. But she said they were important, and she looked at Sea of Thieves on the Xbox. <laughs> um, okay, well... I don't know, Castle Crashers. I, I feel like you'd need to play a game with her that's like really... New, uh, like numbers and spreadsheets focused because politicians you know i'm like what what's a really good like spreadsheet spreadsheet management game well the one game I, I really would want to see at gamescom probably wouldn't be appropriate to play with her given that it's wolfenstein the new order so <laughs> uh let's go for assassin's creed origins uh i was gonna say as uh, wolfenstein the new order might not be appropriate all, um, because of the whole um it's a German politician, and uh, actually, is is that game at Gamescom? Because Germany as a country is really like iffy on showing Nazis in games. They got some rules on, yeah, certainly Nazi emblems. I don't and think you can show the swastika, can you? I know you can't show the swastika. I don't know much more than that. I know that there are restrictions of some kind. So. I, uh, yeah, as I was saying, I would probably play some kind of spreadsheet management game like data and facts and hard information. You should probably kick ass a, a football manager. Exactly. Yeah, that that's the one. Football manager, the one where you got to do all the spreadsheets. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know my soccer games. Do I? In the books. Um, I'm surprised I even knew football manager. <laughs> I think I think me and my brother played like a like really really old football manager in like the early 90s i think it was football manager i watched I my brother we were playing it. i watched my brother play it and i never touched it myself um oh the questions we have this week junker voland wants to ask once upon a time there were games for food and drink like pepsi man and cool spot what brand would you like to see have a new video game such a good question. That is so, it's a, that is it's pretty good. That one. is a platinum question. That is so good. Um, I I used to love Cool Spot as a kid. I used to play that all the time. Fully, like just ignorant of the fact I'm being blatantly advertised to when I paid for the privilege. Um, it it was disgusting, but um, you know it, it it what that was the nineties and and certainly the eighties as well for you was just the the ability to advertise to children under the guise of entertainment. Um, but yeah, re- I liked Cool Spot well enough. Uh, there was another 7-Up game that had, they actually starred the mascot of the time. Uh, I think his God, name was what? Fido. Yeah. Fido God, Dido. Fido Dido. I think his name was, was Fido Dido. It was their sort of badly drawn, sketchy, sort of, it was deliberately like yeah. sketchy, unfinished looking. With this like um, vanilla just a ice guy. hair. Yeah, yeah, he's just a 90s guy. Um, and there was a game about him. Um, I remember really? the Biker Mice from Mars game had Snickers commercials in them. Wow. Um, very shameless stuff. <laughs> but brands today. My my favourite one from, like, the past decade was the uh, the Burger King game where you played the Burger King trying to, like... Oh, they sne- had a couple of those, didn't yeah, they? Like, you had sneak to King s- yeah, Sneak King Yes, Sneak King. You had to sneak around and, like feed people Big Macs when they weren't aware of it. You had to, like, sneak up onto them and surprise them with a Big Mac. Oh, I remember, because it looked really weird and unsettling at the time it came out. Yeah, it apparently the um Apparently the Iron Maiden mobile game is actually all right, according, to, pe- mobile, according I- to people who play mobile games. There's an Iron Maiden uh, mobile game? Yeah, it came out last year. Uh, I'm trying to think of foods that I would want a branded game to do with. I feel like uh, I, I've got Coffee mine. Man. What what's what's yours? I got mine. I'm going Super Smash Brothers with the Kellogg's animals. Tony the Tiger, like fucking up that monkey. <laughs> That's mine right there. A guaranteed money maker. You, you're advertising Kellogg's, and also people will buy it. And also, I will lobby hard for the cornflake homunculus to be in it as an unlockable character. <laughs> I want to play like a like a like a a Dynasty Warriors style game about Gundam robots, but I want them all to be like themed around um, fast food chain brands. So, like, you'd have the the Ronald McDonald giant flying robot that would fight against the uh, I don't know what's some good 
fast food chains. The Wendy's robot. I just want to have like giant robot. The Wendy-nator. And... Yeah, I want giant robot hack and slashathon with all of the the fast food mascots in it. Nice. Oh god, the kernels would look magnificent. <gasps> oh, wouldn't it just giant fuck off kernel just oh my coming god. up over you the horizon? Have, you could you could give the kernel a giant pair of chicken wings to fly using. Oh, that'd be so good. <laughs> Big chicken wings on the back. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Uh, the image I have in my mind is so fucking cool. You can have the giant Domino's robot and it spends like the whole time in the corner setting up all of these elaborate uh, rectangles that it eventually pushes over and they like oh, knock over in a series and hit the other robots. <laughs> oh, that is brilliant. Okay. What other mascots are there? There's like the little burger, half <gasps> burger man from Wimpy. You could have the little chef, the little chef from Little Chef Restaurants, <gasps> and he would play like odd yes. job. He could play like odd job in uh, Goldeneye, where he's because he's smaller than everyone else. It's really hard to hit him with your projectiles, and he but could you throw know, his chef hat as a weapon. You you know for sure that the Happy Eater is his mortal nemesis. <laughs> They've been competing on the same stretch of motorway for decades. Gavin, what and are then the- when the happy eat a giant red fucking head <laughs> what are the with foods? one single hand just pointing into his own mouth, just get in here, what get are- in here. What other fast food mascots are there, Gavin? Go, go, go. I don't know. I, I'm, I was never up on that stuff, but uh, I, I think you could like being very cliched here. You could do a cool game with beer brands. Oh, you could have like the 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 Miller Killers or like the. <gasps> The the airborne Peroni pilots on the the Heinekunts. <laughs> I'm picturing this for some reason as a wrestling game based on these like team names you've given them, <laughs> with, with the actual cans just bobbing back and forth. Oh my like, god! Like I, South I Park just, animated. <laughs> I would play a wrestling game of beer cans with arms and legs animated in the South Park style wrestling. The Corona. Oh, you could do that without a HUD as well, because the health's indicated by the amount of cracks on the bottle. <gasps> the more cracked <laughs> they are, the closer they are to shattering, and then that's the winner. Yep. This is, oh, this is. I think I think we've got some good ideas here. And uh, I honestly think we are like the world's best game designers. Yeah. Like I don't want to sound too arrogant or anything right about now, but I do think we are the world's best game designers. So I'm we just going to say before we forget to now, copyright trademark. Uh, 22nd of the 8th, 2017 at 6.15pm UK, uh, L- Great British London time. So no stealing our ideas now where you've got to pay us royalties. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, U- Ubisoft, like, I'll take the call. Like, I'll take the call, but you make a good offer. Just like everyone who comments on video game videos on the internet, we know how to design games better than game designers. <laughs> yeah, why, absolutely. Why do you think we I got into did. games criticism rather than designing? It's because I, you know, I've got to design them from the inside. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the outside, I guess. Got to design him from the outside. Um, it suddenly reminded me of the uh, How Your Body Works cartoon. <laughs> oh, Referencing God. a lot of old British things. To, actually, I don't. That, I, don't I think uh, that was more European than came over to Britain, but then I don't know. Dogged. I saw it in the UK, therefore it feels I saw it's it in British the UK. to me. Yeah, How Your Body Works. That was an old cartoon. Yeah. Maybe I'll look at that later. Um, uh, not right now. You just go sit and watch how your body works during yeah. pole position. They once had a a man piss up against a tree. Did they? They could do it because because it was educational. They could get away with all sorts of racy shit. What um, was educational a, about a man pissing up a tree? They had a because it was an episode about like I I forget. But was it, it was about ding dong urination? You know, it was it was they went into all of the details about how one's body works as represented by you know anthropomorphic white blood cells and things. And that particular episode was all about how to piss, I guess. I, and I it ended with him peeing against a tree. I don't and know. as a kid, I forgot about all the educational value because I was like, ah, he pissed. I don't know if this is a thing either of YouTube experienced in the UK, but this is a thing that I had at school and I guarantee there'll be a bunch of people from, from the UK listening who will know exactly what I'm on about. But the bus that came to school to teach you about various various shit that had a puppet of a giraffe that would teach you stuff. 
And I don't remember what this giraffe was called. I think it was Jeffrey the giraffe in this weird, like, truck that we all sat down on cushions on the floor and just learned about stuff in this magical truck full of, like, twinkling <laughs> stars at night. No, that I sounds had... like a birth thing to me. <laughs> yeah, I, it was a thing I had travelling performers come to schools. Uh, that, uh... I, I didn't have a magic bus. I need to, I need to but... Google this giraffe now and make sure I'm not inventing him. Jeffrey. There was one traveling company that would come to schools, and the one that went to my secondary school, one of the women in it performing was the lady who played Barbara Windsor's sister in EastEnders. Uh, I forget the name, her name. Some, you know, obviously something Mitchell, I think. Um, and she was very unhappy because we were children talking, and she kept simulating a volume knob on an old TV being turned down um, to try and get us to be quiet, and, and it never worked. And I've never oh. forgotten that. The image of, of Peggy Mitchell's sister surrounded by children just twisting her hand around and around and around for n no good. Okay, That's the image uh, I'll always have as a child I, I, of I found, Peggy Mitchell's sister. I found the name of this giraffe that I was talking about. It wasn't uh, Jeffrey the Giraffe, it's Harold the Giraffe. And I'm going to send you a picture because this picture is burnt into my mind of what this giraffe looked like. So just, just have a look at that like weird giraffe puppet that I've just sent you ah! a picture. <laughs> yeah, Harold the Giraffe. Google Harold the Giraffe if anyone's interested. Oh, in just yeah. just looking at a total pervert. That is, <laughs> that is a complete here. pervert. Yeah, um... I can show you like one That's other like if, image. If, if Carrot Top had sex with fucking the cleric beast. I, I found a picture of a bunch of school kids inside the bus that we, we learnt from Harold the Giraffe. You have in. to get into a bus with this thing. <laughs> yeah, this is it had like a uh, a model of a human body in the back of the bus. <laughs> and like That's not a model. <laughs> And like stars at the night sky on the ceiling, and we all just had to like sit on the floor and learn from Harold the giraffe. You know what okay. it is? It's fucking the the it's... second row, the three kids from the left, the level of unimpressed on their faces <laughs> is genius. Yeah. So this was well, the life the education for the, the background there. Laura, <laughs> this giraffe is it's Ginger Ludwig. Yeah, it's Ginger kind Ludwig's of, holy it's... blade. It's kind of weird, right? Uh, I, apparently this giraffe is still knocking around today and they've not updated <laughs> the puppet at all. It's just Harold the giraffe. It's falling apart. You're, you're looking for the pu giraffe puppet called Harold that like looks r almost leathery, but not quite. And has like very human eyes and has like a mohawk of like strings of different colored hair on top of it. Have I it's described now, this well it's enough? It's now dead and decaying and prowling Yarnham going... <laughs> Basically, it looks too human think of and something, too detailed. Think of something you've done in your life that you're not proud of, right? And then imagine all of those moments given a physical form. Jim, Jim, and that's the giraffe. Jim, can we please make this the episode art this week? Because I can't stop thinking about... Harold yeah, the giraffe. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Harold's going to be the thumbnail on the SoundCloud. You see it on the gymquisition.com. Um, I'm probably going to use that picture of Harold in gymquisitions to come because <laughs> that is, that is just a horror nightmare, nightmare face. Yeah, that was... Of, of a herbivore pervert. That, that was like my childhood was being taken into a dark van with that, with that giraffe. A herbivert oh. would be the, the portmanteau. A herbivert. Do we do Herbivert. we want to do one or two more questions while we're here? Uh, let's do one more because I gotta go uh, go up. Uh, you, you gotta go do a thing. I, I gotta go chemist. Uh, let's find one more question. Uh, this is a nice quick one from Enchanting Duck. If the three of you could combine to form a Voltron-like giant robot, which one of you would be which parts of the body? I would be the muscles, obviously. I'd be the ass. Hey. See, people thought I was gonna say like the like you know genitals haha but no i i'm gonna serious answer today in the muscles all of my big muscles will be on the robot i Just well if you're not taking jim if you're not jim being the sterling if you're not being the genitals jim i'll be the ass and the genitals take the whole midriff take just just whole that whole area 
thorax area. Just help yourself, mate. What, what do you want, Gav? The head, the arms, or the legs? Uh, I'll be the vocal cords, obviously. So we're just like a that leaves d- a lot of robot going begging. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically just. I mean, it's. It's genitals and arsehole <laughs> Muscles oh, voice. And a voice I mean So we can hear it scream <laughs> that I mean I've built robots That's in Fallout 4 That you know Are more horrifying than that so. oh, Thank you for oh, listening dear. everyone Thank you everyone um, Gavin you do music How can people listen to the music Miracle of Sound on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook, and of course Patreon, which pays the bill. Don't bother looking for me on social media next week because I am taking a fucking break from the internet and it's bullshit. <laughs> yes, um, Gav also will not be with us next week. No. Um, yes, you get. I'm having an internet, one, an internet-free week. There we go. Um, highly recommended to anyone who's ever had contact with the internet, I think. <laughs> yeah. And Laura, where can people find your work? Uh, well, you can, uh, unlike last week, you can now find me at, uh, at, twi- at twitter.com slash Laura K Buzz. Laura K Buzz, that's the place where you find me on most things. <laughs> you can also find me on kotaku.co.uk, where uh, I wrote a thing about, you know, calmly talking to Nazis this week uh, that, that I... I had a good chuckle writing. You should go read that. Uh, by the time this goes up, I will probably have a review of no, the Final Fantasy XIV oh, right. pizza. Uh, Sorry, nice. Rachel just like wandered in and went, Bonjour! <laughs> you can leave the door uh, open. We're literally finishing right, up. Okay. I'm trying to think if I did anything else particularly cool this week, but that, that's the two things that jumped to mind are I did... I, I, I did a thing about about talking calmly to Nazis. Here's a hint. You actually don't talk calmly to them. And I did. I, I, I'm gonna be doing a review of the Final Fantasy XIV Chocobo Pizza. It's horrifying. Why would you eat oh a Chocobo? Is it just like a chicken pizza? Uh, it's the most horrific sounding chicken pizza I've ever seen. Oh dear. Uh, it's like. Well, I look forward to that. Yeah, it's so you think you can pizza, eat this Chocobo? It's, it's chicken pizza, but much worse, and with the lingering guilt of, oh my god, I'm eating a chocobo. So like, I, I just ate a chocobo. As, a, as opposed to eating a real life chicken, which oh, is definitely cho- not a sentient creature. Are like much bigger, and it's much easier as a result to like affirm sentience to them. <laughs> the bigger something is, the more you realize it's sentient. Yeah. It's like chickens it's like, don't it's, go. It's like a chi- it's like the, the horse of the chicken world, and as such, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll talk about this in the review. So go check yeah, kotaku.co.uk yeah. and read my review of the the horrifying pizza. I see. You don't want to give it away for free. So, well, I was going to say welcome to Podquisition. <laughs> Goodbye I'm from Podquisition. Hi, I'm fine. Thanks. We we huh? we said hello to you first. <laughs> you were the first person hello first. this week. I switched it up. Oh, I'm I'm done with this. I'm done with the lot. If you go enjoy your week off, Gavin, come back in a come back as less of an ass. I will come back in a better mood, hopefully. <laughs> no, no, seriously, have a good one, um, and we look forward to seeing you spring clean and happy. Well, happy, happy-ish. Um, we'll thank you all for your support and listening and all the stuff you do with this show, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.